Hi, I'm Jonathan, and this is my podcast, Not Like the Other. Each week I sit down with a brilliant guest to candidly talk about what it's like to be on the wrong side of acceptance and how it's shaped us. Are we better for it? Have we been scarred? Are we still living the nightmare during this post-pandemic world? You betcha. Hello, hello. I'm Jonathan, and welcome to the mini episode of my podcast, Not Like the Other. It's a mini episode because it's just about me and this podcast, so rest assured, not every episode is going to be like this, and not every episode is going to be about me. I thought it would be a good idea, though, to get to know each other before getting to the uber-personal. I mean, when you date, you get to have dinner first before you get to the good stuff, so why should a podcast be any different? At least that's what it was like when I was dating. I have no idea what the kids are doing these days. However, if anyone knows me, they'll know that I hate talking about myself, and you know I'm literally trying to make conversation with myself while recording this, so take some comfort that the next time we meet, I'll be speaking to an actual person, and it won't be so awkward. So who's your host? Well, I was born in Singapore, and yes, it's a country, and not just a setting for crazy rich Asians. I was raised in Melbourne, Australia, I matured in London, and now I'm living the glory years in New York. My accent does tend to throw people, and just so we don't get too hung up on it, it's a mixture of everything I just said. But for some Australians, I don't sound Australian enough, and I certainly don't look like a Hemsworth brother or a Jackman, so I'm not really like the other Australians. And to British people, I sound a little familiar, but I don't fit into the whole class system and I don't, didn't grow up there, so I'm really not like the other British. And for the Americans, well, I'm just novelty. I'm quite often told that I don't look how I sound, and that's, well, there's a lot to unpack in there. Everywhere I've been, it's always been habit into me that I have to fit in, be it either at a school or at a club, and still somehow maintain a culture that seems so foreign to me, which was ultimately so confusing as none of it really overlaps. But then meeting people and hearing other voices with those similar experiences has made something that I would spend so much of my life resenting, something that I've learned to accept and embrace. And then I had this brainwave that only took about 30-something years. Let's get this out in the open and talk about it. With all that's going on right now, the pandemic, racism just boiling to the surface, revisiting things that were swept under the rug, let's unpack the ways we've been all made to feel different and have those really uncomfortable conversations. Now you might think, and I can hear some of you out there asking yourselves, What a really odd topic to make a podcast from. And that is true. I mean, podcasts are today's new escape after binging all the Netflix original made series. And spoiler alert, not all of it is worth binging. So shouldn't we just be celebrating the acceptance and riding that wave and buying all those corporate rainbow products that get churned out every year in the name of Pride Month? Shouldn't we just be satisfied and happy? Shouldn't we just be sitting around a campfire holding hands and singing Kumbaya and reveling in our diversity? And the answer is, not everyone is invited to the campfire, and if they are, it's on condition. And while it might look like acceptance on the surface, there are still so many situations where people are made to feel like they just don't belong. You know, when I was an awkward, angst-filled, queer, hormone-filled teenager, I had no frame of reference of what I would be, or even what I could be. And there was no voice like mine. Not even the queer men I saw in the media looked like me. They were all white. 
I couldn't talk to my very Christian Asian parents, and I didn't feel that I could talk to my closest friends because, well, mainstream acceptance of the LGBTQ community was only just a blip. And I don't think even the Q was a part of the acronym. Yeah, that's exactly how old I am. I remember watching Priscilla, Queen of the Desert for the first time, which, don't get me wrong, is an amazing and mind-blowing movie. But I had absolutely no connection with the character stories to my own life. Was I destined to become a drag queen? And Asians weren't even portrayed in the media in any meaningful way. Maybe there was an Asian extra on a Neighbours or a Home and Away set somewhere. If you don't know what that is, look it up. And maybe they're still there, packed away with all the other props. As an adult, I can say a good portion of my life has been wrapped up in, well, you guessed it, trying to fit in. Where I at times mistook identity with nationality. Like where being British was a big part of who I am. That is until Brexit happened and there were people protesting about how they wanted immigrants out of the country. You know, I'm surprised shares and pitchforks didn't go up those, you know, those traumatic two years. The number of times I had to remind people that I'm also an immigrant was astounding. Or being Australian meant that I was also supposed to identify with the national pastime of drinking beer, going to the beach and watching sport, until I realised that it had nothing to do with being Australian at all. And at times I would almost cringe at the laconic way Australians would talk and act, to the point where I was almost ashamed, like I would be of my parents trying to be cool when I was a kid. I would end up at that point of contradiction again, thinking that I was supposed to be a certain way so that people know that I'm gay and British and Australian and born and single French speaking, until one day I was like, you know what, fuck it. None of these things are supposed to define who I am. And I don't think any of them are supposed to fit neatly with each other anyway. They are all coexisting in a way that makes me feel comfortable with who I am. And they are things that, when combined with my experiences, completely set me apart from everyone else. And you know what? That's fine by me. So this podcast goes out to all of those out there learning to find their voice, wanting to hear others who just you know, get it. It's also for those of us just needing to know that even after decades of being different, that during moments of exhaustion and tension, there are still voices of support out there, which at the toughest of times can seem like an oasis in a hot, sandy desert of shittiness. I'm not going to lie. The anti-Asian violence and the increase of attacks across the US have dredged up every worst possible memory and feeling that I have growing up different. And seeing prominent Asian people in the community speaking out at last has inspired me and given me the kick in the balls to start this. It's my way of contributing to the activism. I can't sing or dance. And being around huge crowds makes me a little nervous right now for reasons that are bleedingly obvious but I can sure as hell interview some pretty damn amazing people. And together, I hope we can smash some stereotypes, talk a bit, learn a bit, be inspired a bit, and even embrace the very things that differentiate us from everyone else. Believe it or not, my podcast has been in the making over the last two years. After observing that society seems to be moving towards a world that increasingly turns its back on those who don't fit into a neat conservative mould. And you know, that was pre-pandemic. And like I said, even those of us who have thought or who think we've adapted and blended in, 
all it takes is a pandemic to completely shatter that illusion. Another Asian friend and I were talking one day and thought about how much fun and cathartic it would be just to yell all the microaggressions we'd experienced into a microphone, but figured that we'd probably needed to have more substance for more than one episode. However, if you'd like to hear that, just please let me know. And, you know, that's where my podcast, Not Like The Other, was born. Obviously, race plays a big part in this. But beyond race, we'll talk about other ways where we're not like the others. We'll look at other things that are used as a way of exclusion, even in the very communities where we think we've found our people. So before I sign off, or before you skip to the actual episode, please subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. I would greatly appreciate it. And if you haven't already and you're in a position to, please consider donating to some really awesome organisations such as Black Lives Matter, the American Asian Federation, or Stop AAPI Hate, or any organisation in your location that has a chapter that dedicates um, themselves to fighting hatred against minorities. Do you have a story and experience that you'd like to share? Have some feedback? Something that bugs you? Write in at notliketheotherpodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram, notliketheotherpodcast, or on Twitter, N-O-T-L-I-K-E-O-T-H-E-6. That's right, not like O-T-H-E-6. Look, I was off Twitter for a little while, then I got back on, and needless to say, I still don't know how to use it. Join me for my next episode with my special guest Vicky as we talk about what it's like to be not like the other people in the neighbourhood. However, in the meantime, thank you for listening, and until then, wear every one of those scars with pride. Why not? No one else has them. (laughs) 